Hey everybody, absolutely fantastic episode of the morning show today. We discuss the events that happened at our Basel, specifically the announcements made by Pudgy Penguins and Rug Radio. Pudgy Penguins, of course, announcing Pudgy World, Rug Radio announcing a merger with Decrypt. Very, very interesting stuff. We also talk about the pullback in crypto assets that happened over the weekend. I think we were due for this, ladies and gentlemen. We also talk about the token airdrop season that's coming up. And then we're joined by Seesaw from Crypto Moments. Very interesting project from a Spirit Down member that we do the show in partnership with his co-founder has 35 bodagos so you know uh they know what's up in the nft space anyway hope you enjoyed the show catch you next time good morning ladies and gentlemen monday december 11th we are back after art basil what a great weekend it was shout out to everybody down in miami that said what up uh got a chance to meet with a ton of people in my very brief 36 hour trip it was fantastic i see nydia in the crowd got to say hi to her and bell who's also in the crowd did a little interview with bell that was awesome and she uh, they had trizzy uh trey uh who actually helped us at art basil the year before but monster shout out to a bunch of people down there i tagged a ton of people uh in a tweet shout out to web3 adam got a chance to meet him in person finally which was really cool uh among other people it was a really really cool experience to be down there fantastic uh, art basil weekend as usual Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to discuss the two massive announcements that came out of Art Basel. We're going to talk about the Sunday crypto dump. Finally, a down day. Every other day this, this for the past basically five weeks has been an update, it feels like. Um, and what to expect next. And then lastly, the NFT token airdrop season is continuing to heat up. Uh, so easy. How was the hoop game yesterday? I saw Thread Guy posted. He, he scored the game-winning basket, didn't he? <clears throat> Uh, no, well, he didn't win the whole thing. Oh. No, yeah. So it was a four-on-four half-court tournament. We had eight teams, 42 players, I believe, total. Damn. The building manager said about 300 attendees. So it was like a really strong performance of like just people that wanted to come by. It was absolutely awesome. Um, custom jerseys, shout out Magic Eden, of course. They hooked it up with sponsorship for jerseys. Tons of stuff that we gave away, food, everything. It was like a great Sunday end of Basel type of event where people could just kind of hang out, not screaming music, enjoy some basketball. Feedback was great. Overall, it was a really good time. Uh, Thread guy lost in the championship game to another team that uh, drafted because the way we did it was like a live draft right there. We just picked players, each of us. Um, I believe I came in third. That feels like high school. Yeah, yeah, basically. But it was like I all think that's the idea, was, Nick. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was, it was fun. I would absolutely going to do it again. Um, all in all, really, really good show out for all of Basil, to be honest. But I think it was a great way to just kind of wrap up loud music and screaming going into something that was way more casual. Yeah, I mean, I avoided the loud music events. It was Nick, you would have been pumped. Uh, not a single loud music event. I didn't attend a single one. So if you were there, you would have appreciated that. Didn't have a single glass, no alcohol, zero alcohol the whole time I was drink. down there. It was a it was a very effective uh, time at, at our Basel. Really great to see people. Met Rainy Reese in person from Polygon. Really, really cool kid. Had a sunburn. You know, he's from Northern Ireland. Ireland, not built for Miami. Just had his whole body. <laughs> I mean, he looked like a lobster man. It was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like I just started like roasting him. No pun intended. Immediately, I was just like, dude, like you're just not biologically evolved to be in South Florida, man. He's like, I know, I can't do a Northern Ireland uh, accent right now. Otherwise, I would. Um, we got a Bodago of the day here. I don't know how to pronounce this. I've I've talked to this guy a bunch of times, including on video calls. I, is it Rugi? It's Rugi, right? It's hard to do that names. Oh, is I, it Rye guy? I, I that's that's 
Yeah, I think it's Rye Guy. That's what Kix called him. So uh, as soon as he said that, I was like, damn, that makes way more that sense. makes so much sense. Dude, internet, <laughs> names, internet names are really hard. Rye Guy. I feel much better about everything now that I know that it's Rye Guy. Rye Guy, Bodago of the day, one of, if not the most active people in Discord. You see a badass party shirt alien Bodago as his profile picture. He's also very knowledgeable and up-to-date on all things market activity, especially airdrops on Solana, which is on trend for right now. Make sure to follow him at Rye Guy. That's at R-U-Y-G-Y-E. At Rye Guy. If you want to be up to date on all things Solana airdrop farming, he is the Bodago's whale. He is a badass. Uh, want to just, you know, tack on one more shout out to uh, Jasim our videographer that we brought out to Amsterdam from the UK. He's a Bodago first. And uh, he put together a video that got a really positive response from the entire Bodago's community. I really enjoyed the video myself. He's been doing these videos in his home studio uh, that are usually focused on like video editing, on filmmaking, on videography, things like that. Uh, but this one, sorry. You mean he's been making this at his desk? Yeah, his desk in his home studio. Okay. It's a home studio, Nick. Um, you're in a, your home studio now. Debatable. I mean, it's an extra bedroom that's only for work. It kind of feels like a home studio to me. Okay. I feel like it's, uh, well, whatever. He's doing great. He's doing great. So Justine put together a fire video, uh, very enjoyable, like 13 minutes long, action-packed, information-dense, really, really great video. Uh, and one more shout-out to Ragnar, who bought two Bodagos over the weekend. We're trying to convince this guy to change his profile picture. He was like, that's a bigger ask, blah, blah, blah. Let's just harass this guy until he changes his profile picture. Go support this guy in a, in a harassing fashion. Follow him on YouTube, you know, comment on his YouTube videos. It's really pump this guy's numbers until he realizes that he's got to change his profile picture to a Bodago. Does look like he's a pretty successful YouTuber. Has like tens of thousands of subscribers, I, I, if I recall correctly. Pretty cool stuff. It's Ragnar YT. Very cool guy. Excited to have him in the Bodago's community. Want to get, uh, yeah, want to get him to change his profile picture to a Bodago. He's got some good looking dogs right there. So we're going to get in the mix. I see my guy, K. Dean, just popped into the show, got a chance to hang out with him down at Basel 2, and that's always a great time. He introduced me to Redbeard El Barba Roja. So that was pretty cool. Uh, pre pretty awesome to meet Redbeard, uh, among others. Met Sam Spratt. Incredibly cool trip to uh, our Basel. Uh, just going to take a quick moment to thank the partners of today's show, Crypto Moments. This is going to be a fun one. Crypto Moments is an art collection documenting the 25 most influential and important moments in crypto and NFTs history. Uh, through art by four very talented artists. The auction for their Genesis collection actually bring, uh, begins tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to last for 24 hours. The project also contains a burn function, which is going to allow holders of the NFT to upgrade from a wood frame NFT to a silver or a gold, which as you upgrade your frames, it gives you more benefits and rewards. We're also giving away five mints from the Genesis collection, which uh, you can... Enter to win by checking out the pinned tweet at the top of the Twitter space. We're going to be joined by Seesaw from Crypto Moments. Uh, very interesting guy. Going to be fun to talk about his story. A lot of people in the industry know Seesaw. Uh, and his co-founder actually has 35 Bodagos. So pretty pumped to have a Bodago Oh, like, you know, a Bodago's Whale collection partnering on the show today. Uh, really, really excited about the partnership with OX Crypto Moments today. Anyway, let's dive right into the weather report. Signal, are you there with us? 
Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm back, guys. I had so much FOMO uh, watching you guys in Miami. It, yeah, weather over here sucks. So from a weather perspective, I have FOMO. From a party perspective, I have FOMO. But it's good that everyone is back in their hometown. So today, Monday, December the 11th, let's see what market volume is doing. It's almost 30 million with Blur at 22.4, OpenSea at 5.8, and Solana at 8.1. If we look at what happened with the market leaders, Top movers, creeps, they're up about 22% to 3.1 ETH. Sugartan Auras, absolutely cooked. They're up 54% to 0.6 ETH. And Mockiverse, also up big, 35% to almost a 4 ETH floor. And Pudgies, obviously the talk of the town, pulling back to 10.9, but they hit that all-time new high of 12 ETH over the weekend. Let's see what the four big stories are. Obviously, we got to go in number one with Pudgy Penguins. They announced Pudgy World. It's going to be a gaming experience powered by ZK Sync and is expected to be dropped Q1 of next year. The collection hit an all-time new high of 12 ETH before pulling back. And the same person that sold three Fidenzas to sweep 15 Pudgies last week came back with a broom and sold and sold an autoglyph for 115 ETH and used it to buy 100 little pudgies. So someone out there extremely bullish on the ecosystem. If you look at the second story from Art Basel, Rug Radio announced that they will be merging with Decrypt Media under a new parent company. And they've also got a partnership with Arbitrum to build out their tech stack. Despite the exciting news, the Rug Genesis collection pulled back to point to ETH after seeing a near 3x leading into the weekend. But huge congratulations to the team over there. On the gaming side, the gaming narrative has continued to dominate on Ethereum as Creeps, Sugartown Auras, and Pixelmon all up 30 to 60% in the last few days. You got Auras, they hit that all time new high while Creeps and Pixelmon marked new 2023 highs for this year. And then lastly, after being up only for the last few weeks, we have seen crypto pull back with red across the board and ETH, Bitcoin and Sol, they're down about 3 to 5%. One of the only tokens, in fact, not to be in the red is AVAX, and that's been up 11% in the last 24 hours to $36, a price also not seen since May last year. Lots of new highs. Not many new lows, so we are looking good. And it's back to you folks in the studio. Fantastic weather report as usual. Signal seeing AVAX have a repricing against the rest of the market. Very interesting. Oh, no. No, Nick. Well, it did, but it's uh, that all of them have pulled back at this point. Solana's down 10%. AVAX down 4%. Uh, Bitcoin down 4%. ETH down 5%. Um, it's just down across the board. It's bloody, and I sold all my crypto. I'm out. Is that true? No. We got people saying funny stuff in the audience. Ebrink, who has a pudgy penguin, said DC investor is going to floor his art collection of sweet pudgies. I don't think that's true because I'm pretty sure DC investor like loves his art collection more than he loves anything on the planet based on when he comes on our show and talks about it. Uh, someone said that they, they uh, asked if they should sell a mad lad and sweet bodagos. Look, we love the mad lads, but yeah, you should totally do that. Anyway, some, oh, Nick. There's one that has continued up despite all this price action. That's uh, Immutable X, um, which does have some nice uh, price action. Elio Trades talked about that one on his uh, video. Um, dude, he's got to send us a text message before he posts these videos. I'm going to be <laughs> honest, because literally uh, he, he's, he's as impactful as Alex Becker at this point in time when he mentions these things. Um, Immutable looks good. 
That said, the all-time high on this is like uh, 9.3, which means that the upside here is a little bit over 4x. And I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm now like really focused on just keeping all of it in my original things. Unless you're like, unless you're telling me this thing's going 10, 15x, in which case I'm getting into some like meme coin junk. Um, I'm not touching it. So, uh. I'm I'm just consolidated. I'm staying strong on Solana. I bought something that D Farmer mentioned last night, though. Synthetics. I don't know if anyone knows about that one. Easy, you know synthetics. He literally tweeted about it, and I was like, I'm "Not sure." I'll, I'll put a thousand in. <laughs> I, hey, man, you're right. Like I was with my friend yesterday, and uh, I was like looking at my Tesla stock, and I was like. So what? I think Tesla's going to 2x in the next 100 days. It's not. It's not going to just 2x. Like, that would be crazy. It would be all over CNBC if Tesla stock price just 2x's in the next, you know, 100 days. Whereas AVAX could absolutely 2x. Well, uh, you got uh, Alex, whatever his last name is, uh, who got reinstated on Twitter. Alex Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones. He's becoming a spokesperson for uh, Tesla. So that's part of the new marketing campaign that Tesla is doing. They're thinking that that has a lot of promise. <laughs> you had to figure out a way to work to work that into the conversation. It's like, I'm not happy about Alex Jones coming back to Twitter. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, some up. <laughs> Go ahead. That's not what I said. Okay, well, yeah, I'm, I, I think it'll be really great for Tesla stock if you have an absolute wild card crazy guy uh co-signing it. I, I will say it's odd that elon was on that space yesterday that was a little bit odd it does uh like it's not helping the advertising like turnaround that's like needed at that company i'll tell you that much like he had like andrew tate on that thing right yeah. so we had andrew tate alex jones uh what's the general uh that 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 always goes on um that like the jim.com no, the disgraced U.S. general uh, that got in trouble for his which like, one? The Ukraine. Nick Cheney. No, what? I'm not sure who you're talking about, Nick. But I, I listened to Flynn. one clip. That got so Michael right. Flynn is on there. They got. Uh, they got. Like it was literally just like a fake was there. Uh, he decided to come on. At, well, now he's like just drop. He like a lot of people say he's done after his uh, debate thing basically well, but well vivek uh he, he in typical like older like quasi older person fashion i mean vivek's like actually not even old he's like younger than 40 but clearly he's never used twitter spaces like it's just funny how this works vivek peed like he went into the bathroom and peed with a hot mic like by accident you know what i mean like he literally did that dude it's just so funny the way no one can like use technology and that just always happens he peed with a hot mic the other thing is i listened to one clip that one person um uh tweeted of this andrew tate like alpha dogs elon musk it's like this guy really does have like the uh he like cuts off elon to contribute something i'm like dude this guy's like he's different with the way he's just like i need to cut off elon right now like to assert my dominance anyway um, how many listeners do that space have though like genuinely, because I, I I didn't catch up on it. Over a hundred k, I think. One hundred ten live, one hundred ten thousand live. It it had a a total of nine point one million. Uh, wow. I'm just looking at it right now. Mario wow. just wow. dominated. 
<laughs> Mario, I forgot it was a Mario space. Oh my God, Mario just getting getting the boys up there. Uh, interesting stuff. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the updates from the Daily Digest, which is posted to like X400. <laughs> the Daily Digest is posted to X platform every morning and pinned up top. It's emailed to anyone that subscribes at the nifty.com. First story, Jack Butcher's Oviator. Is that how you, Oviator? Okay, Oviator uh, sunglasses purchase window will be closing at 11 a.m. Eastern time where buyers can purchase sunglasses for 0.11 Ethereum. Those are some expensive sunglasses. Uh, and, and then redeem, or it, it's like Ray-Ban prices. Yeah. Yeah, redeem for a physical pair and a generative art piece. In, I'm over here thinking that eats four thousand already. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, it's like some five hundred dollar sunglasses. Buy a pair. There you go. They look fresh. They're old pep. They they are pretty cool. Those are pretty cool sunglasses. They work really well. Uh, and then redeem for a physical pair and a generative art piece in Q1 2024. According to NFT statistics, friend of the show, thousand fifty have been sold so far. Next story, uh, Deepak Tapiliel. Maybe that's how you pronounce it. Tapiliel has stepped down as CEO of Chain.com to focus on the NFT space full time as an investor. So, so he's just like, yeah, forget doing this whole like hard CEO job. I'm about to go gamble on NFTs for a year and a half and probably make way more money. I mean, dude, honestly, Deepak here, the, you know, there were moments during the bear market when people were making like a million dollars off off of uh, like Pepe coin and shit that I was like, what am I doing? Just busting my ass every day, you know? I saw a video yesterday. There's this YouTube channel I was paying attention to. This guy's like a drop shipper who's like turned sort of like, let me find inspiring entrepreneurs. But all the entrepreneurs did drop shipping. And one of the guys, he was like, so tell me, how did you make your money? He was like, well, we made millions of dollars doing drop shipping and then we put it all in crypto. And, uh, and, and basically he rode the last cycle up and then down, but then he, they, they were like, we're not making that mistake again of, of, uh, letting it go down to like to zero. And so they, uh, they were like, we'll just do another drop shipping thing again, printed like $10 million, put it all in crypto and they're up over like 30 million or something like that. Uh, so they just have, it was just like the weirdest thing. It's like, thanks for your contribution to society. You know, like that, like, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. Deep Deepak's literally saying it's just flat out like easier and like a better use of my time to just like, you know, gamble on NFTs for a year and a half. I, I'm just going to make more money that way. And he, he's not wrong. You know what I mean? It makes you feel weird about having a job. <laughs> it is crazy. Like you think about like, you're going to have to get your business it's like, are you going to add millions in revenue to your business? Or are you just going to flip like your same, your upside is pretty much comparable uh, unless, unless you're shooting for like a billion dollars, basically like that, that's, that's the difference. I had a moment where I was like, do we think we're going to outperform if we just like plowed all of our business money into Solana? Like, do we, are we betting that we're going to outperform Solana over the next year and a half? It's dude, it's a, it's a hard horse to beat. Anyway, uh, Boogle number 46 sold for 3,069 sold the Solana Illuminati coming through buying the Boogles. And last but not least, eat the rock 76 sold for 150 Ethereum. I saw Spencer have a funny tweet where he said that uh, his friend that owns a re an Etherock just sent him the screenshot of this sale. And it's like, what a flex that is, you know, just being like, yeah, an Etherock just sold for 150 Ethereum, sucker. Oh, yeah, the, here it is right here. 
Uh, pretty funny stuff right here. J just the sale is the tweet. Anyway, those are your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Go to the nifty.com and subscribe if you want that in your email inbox five days a week. You can also obviously catch those updates right here on X platform uh, five days a week, same spot at the Nifty's account. Go ahead, Nick. By the way, my subscription pruning system has worked so well that we have no more subscribers. So it's going. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? It's, has it cut a lot? It's true. It's cut so many. I got I to gotta pull back the, uh, the system. If you, don't open, like a lot. if you don't open the email or don't click on it, you're going to be kicked dead. from the newsletter. Like it's just, you're just going to be gone. I <laughs> like an, I like an aggressive pruning system. I like it. At least oh, we know no, it's, it's real humans. Aggressive. It's too aggressive. I've just been watching our total subscribers just go down every single Why day. I went from 150,000 down to like 20,000. <laughs> it's not a 20,000, is it? I think it's down to like 20 or 30. Yeah. It, it, it I, I, I killed a lot. So, some of you will end up back on the newsletter uh, after I run another script. I've had people okay, reach that, out to me like, dude, why am I not getting this email anymore? Okay, that's a problem. If someone's reaching out to be like, why am I not getting it anymore? That's that's too aggressive for sure. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. That's pretty funny. Yo, first story, Pudgy Penguins, Pudgy World announcement. Uh, big news, huh? Big news. Looks like Club Penguin. W what's the story here? Uh, easy. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I think the bigger news is that they announced their two main characters for like the IP and everything else. So yeah. now you have Pudgy and Peaches, who are the yeah. guy and girl protagonists of the whole, the whole bunch, which I think is pretty cool because that has been a focal point for many people is that they did not have like two main characters for whatever IP and story they really do. And this kind of set the world or set the stage for the world that people now like interact in. So it seems like it's still really early. There's only five or six total areas that are open and it seems like they're going to continue to expand it. But it looks awesome. They had it on these two arcade machines. People were able to play them. Um, obviously, a lot of people were hoping that there was going to be some form of a pudgy token. And that was going to be the announcement, which is why we saw some sweeps before the event. But the event was definitely well received, considering the floor pushed all the way as high as 12 or 13 ETH before retracing here, like 11 and change. So all in all, really strong reception. I think the pudgy world makes a lot of sense because now as you scan the toys, this is what you're going to go into. It's much more of an interactive environment than what we saw for, with the last iteration. So I think it's a home run. Really cool stuff. Nick, what do you make of everything going on in the pudgy ecosystem? I mean, seems that they're executing. Uh, th this is the what's been in development for a while. I mean, we, we discussed uh, this partnership that they had Basically, it's what we've been aware of, but not talking about. <laughs> I guess it's like uh, what's been going on. Um, I, I'm glad to see that, that that it's working, that they're continuing forward with the the plans that we were already aware of. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Bunny, what do you make of this? And do you think that Pudgy is going we didn't share the information. We're not flipping the apes. Come on. I mean, dude, this is great stuff. I, and I hate the comparisons to the other side because it's like apples to asparagus, right? Like, <laughs> they're not. Did you just say apples to asparagus, buddy? Well, yeah, dude, right? Because, like, they're not even both fruits, right? Apples to oranges. At least they're both fruits. Like, pudgy world compared to other, two different things. When did uh, you get your I think ape, it's buddy? great, obviously. I hate this because then everyone's going to be like, oh, you're fudding penguins. I mean, but they're just obviously not flipping apes, right? Like, that's Funny. When, when did you buy your ape? The uh, 0.8 ETH. Okay. Wow. So you got it in 2021. 
Damn. I, that's when I got my second one, I think. Actually, it was below that. So I was before you on both of my buys. But oh, congratulations on being I, I, I don't know if that was necessary. But <laughs> but uh but so the um the thing I was gonna say is so you get in at point eight ETH, you're early to this whole thing, you have no idea what their plan of execution is. You don't need to support every single thing that they do. I just want to let you know that I because don't, I don't support every single thing that they do. I fud them all the time. I just don't think that the dude pudgy penguins are still a far way away. They, even if they two x from here, they wouldn't be ahead of apes. They'd be close. They would. Be I mean, it, close. It, it, <laughs> it would basically be knocking on the door. <laughs> um. Yeah, Bunny. Do you eat apples or asparagus? I've never had asparagus. I I don't really eat apples, but like. But you would. I have them in the fridge, and I throw them out when they go bad. Do you drink water, or do you drink prime? Well, I drink both. How much water do you drink each day? I don't know, dude. I don't count the cups. I got, like, one of those water jugs. Uh, I drink a good amount of water. I drink a lot of water. I like. That might be surprising, but I do have a lot of water. You, you know, so, so someone said, Cryptovius said, Bunny eats cigarettes, which I thought was a very appropriate comment. Nick then flexed his literal gallon uh, bottle of water with a sippy straw that our uh, YouTube audience enjoys watching Nick sip from. Signal has her hand raised. Signal, what do you make of the pudgy situation? No, I was going to say, Bunny, I totally agree with you. I, I, I love the analogy of apples to uh, asparagus because I don't believe you are fudding uh, the, the pudgies when you say that they're not going to flip board apes. But what I do think is, uh, P.O., you said that you're um, considering selling your Tesla stock because it won't 2x in the next 100 days. And I feel like whoever floored their autoglyphs and their fidenzas probably has the same theory as you that neither of those assets will 2x in the next 100 days but pudgies could do more than 2x uh at the current price so i feel like it's kind of a like a similar play like sell your tesla buy something which can um, multiply more or floor your um essentially grail <laughs> grail art assets go into pudgies make your money back and then you can go into the grails later on because you because you would have made a profit on it so i think it's a pretty good move whoever did that um if if the pudgy move sell like if the pudgy move plays out with the hypothesis of the token coming later i look it's great insight uh dc investor told osf if he's only if osf should only hold one nft dc investors opinion is it should be an autoglyph uh Autoglyphs is an interesting one, man. And I'm not built for illiquid assets. Obviously, I also cannot afford an autoglyph. Um, the reason I sold my Tesla stock is I just realized I had like 80K of Tesla stock and Elon is an absolute wild man. And he is like, you know, I mean, the guy is on one all the time. And if you've actually paid attention to Tesla stock, if you've held Tesla stock since early 2020, it's quite literally more volatile than Bitcoin. It's literally more volatile than Bitcoin because at least you have a general idea of what Bitcoin will do over like a two or three year cycle. Elon told Bob Iger to go fuck himself the other day in and then called Andrew Ross Sorkin Jonathan by accident after he said they'd been friends for a long time. And the only reason he came to that event was because of Andrew Ross Sorkin. There's a lot of wild shit. He did a I'm Twitter space. Yeah. He had a Twitter space with Andrew Tate. Well, Vivek is not that weird, but Andrew Tate and Alex Jones being on there. Alex Jones being like, they want you to eat. They want you to eat bugs. They want you to eat. <laughs> anyway, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Nick, anything to add before we move on? 
Uh, yeah, you got Andrew Tate, and then you also got Alex Jones. The Andrew Tate thing, isn't isn't he basically convicted of rape at this point? Uh, no, and I knew you love bringing that up, so I knew you were going to say exactly that sentence. Just literally no. Anyway, moving on, we got hold on, decri- hold on. He was in jail for an extended period of time, correct? No charges. Yeah, but he was never convicted. No charges. It was no arrested charges. on human trafficking. It was the Matrix. Yeah, it was the deep state. It was the red pill. It was the mainstream liberal media going out against him, as he would say. There you go. Uh, so that is actually woman, like basically. No charges. Ah. Uh, anyway, moving on. Decrypt and Rug Radio have merged. Huge news coming out of Rug Radio. Our, our buddy Farouk over there. Rug Radio announced it will be a big time uh, Bodago's holders over there at Rug Radio. Rug Radio announced that they will be merging with Decrypt and partnering with Arbitrum to build out their tech stack. In the last 30 days, we've seen Coindesk get acquired by a crypto exchange. The block, wait, the yeah, the block got sold to Foresight in a $70 million deal. And now you see the Rug Radio deal. Very, very big, uh, huge news right here. Nick, what do you make of this one? Uh, I haven't come to a complete conclusion on this yet. I was wondering if we were given the opportunity to merge with Decrypt, would we have done it? And I don't know. Uh, the So there's a couple of things to take into consideration here. One thing which is clearly beneficial is the ad sales side of things uh, combining because there's some brand value to uh, both. And so you can consolidate there and ideally lay off half the staff. You know what I'm talking about? Because you want to... You you want you want to add some efficiencies, but uh, in all seriousness, they actually said that they're keeping those two teams independent. But I do see the cross pollination opportunity, um, where that helps the most is distribution of specific content. That said, it's a different sort of uh, medium. Something I've been thinking about as well, and I we had this conversation with Matt of NFT Now, uh, which I said I do like about his business is that the written form is uh, is an asset that you're developing that you can actually sell to somebody else because it continues to drive long tail traffic. That said, the uh, brand value of that long tail traffic is not as high as someone pay- listening to a podcast for half an hour or an hour. And uh, b- because uh, one is much more engaged than the other, the average time on site of a site like Decrypt is about 30 seconds. So they're going for the information that they're looking for, but they're not clicking around and hanging out on the site. Um, but Decrypt on the product side has had, uh, they've at least had a nice design for a while. They have a mobile app that's there. But broadly speaking, um, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what the logistics are that they're looking for. Uh, one thing, uh, I'm blanking on the name. Who's the guy that jumped in the pool with them? Uh, Joe, uh, is Joe, it, Lubin. Uh, Joe Lubin. Joe's been an advisor to Baroque uh, and Rug Radio for an extended period of time. And so it's pretty clear that like there's a, uh, uh, he, he was kind of pushing for some of this as well to consolidate these two things because they they were the ones that spun out Decrypt in the first place. Um, I mean, it's interesting I'm curious to see, you know, how this evolves. It, it's pretty cool. I do see the uh, synergies, as one would say, in the uh, on the business side of things. Um, the written side, honestly, you know, the, one of the best articles I've read in a while was on not on Decrypt, but on NFT Now the other day. The interview with Gordon Goner. 
that was just so well written. Um, it, it, w- it was just a great interview. It felt like a magazine. Uh, and it, it was just, it, it was very insightful. Um, he, there's also a quote in here uh, where Gordon talks about a uh, floor price. If you search for floor price on this page, Clemente, um, he, uh, so right, uh, the, right after that sentence right there, it says, yet during the year I co-ran, all I ever paid attention to was sentiment on Twitter. Uh, what are you doing on the screen here? So uh, everything I needed to know was there. Anything else was just a red herring. If you're focused on the numbers, you have the wrong target and build the wrong things. So I really like this quote from him. And there were some other uh, quotables inside of this article. What, what, what I'm getting at here is there's a cultural side, which is what I think NFT now is sort of angling for. I saw some of the pictures of the, uh, I don't know if you made it to their gallery uh, that they had there, but I saw pictures from Brian Brinkman um, and they're, it looks sick. The gallery that was there was really nice. It was a partnership with Christie's, and this is what they've been doing of these with these installations. Um, why do I bring this up? It's because I view that as like cultural content versus uh, slash magazine style content versus something like Decrypt is angling for the breaking news side. But when you're angling for the breaking news side, you need to have people that are actually breaking news. You can't just rehash information. And there are sites like uh, NFT Evening is an example of a site that exists in the NFT space, which literally adds no value by and large. They just uh, are designed around search engine optimization. I don't mean that in a bad, like the writers are doing a decent job, but they're really just rehashing press releases for the most part. And it's great for search engine optimization and sponsors love seeing numbers. Uh, if you go to similar web, what you'll see is that Decrypt has something like, I think, 3 million monthly visitors. Um, yeah, it's 3 million, exactly. And it's questionable. What a lot of people would say is, what's the value of that particular thing? I go to a business insider, for example, to the homepage every day, and I refresh that page. That's what you need out of those brands. Like you need to have, you need to be the aggregator where people are actually going and refreshing um, that uh, like that page. And I don't know if people do that with Decrypt. Um, I don't know. Easy, you were saying this the other day. Do you go to the, there was one site that you go to that you check out regularly. What what, what are the crypto? Well, I check out a couple of them, like Coindesk, absolutely. Um, I check out Decrypt. I check out The Block and Blockworks are kind of like the big four that I cycle through because they do all have like different articles and they all have varying like takes on some of the similar topics, which it helps because you can get varying opinions from people, which is usually how I can start to derive some information. And some of them definitely have like better resources that they reference right in the article where they hyperlink to like actual data. And that's what I really care about. Not so much the other words. I'd rather go look at the references so that I can form my own objective opinion on whatever it is. So the the couple things to add, one, I use Feedly to just aggregate all those sites. So I'm subscribed to all of them. The second thing is uh, what you should do, or what uh, Decrypt launched a, a gaming site. Um, and I think that that's particularly relevant at this moment in time um, to have, and I don't know of another site that has, uh, is like Coindesk doing this. I have no idea. Um, but the fact that they have this like, I forget what the name of the site is. It's something.gg. Um, and they they went and launched this. That to me feels like the most relevant component of this. And it's an instant ad um, of value for Rug Radio on the branding side. They can point to this asset um, when they're working with sponsors. 
And ultimately, that's the biggest value here. More, more deal flow coming in, cross-pollination of those deals, better uh, packaging of those. And I think that's really, that's the most interesting thing here. So I'd expect the revenue to uh, go up overall, the, the combined amount. Combined, there's $6 million in revenue, which is uh, pretty freaking solid. Um, and yeah, the goal in this space is how do you get to like $30, $50 million in revenue? Um, the biggest path uh, to wrap this up, conferences have been the biggest thing for Coindesk. And then on the other side, the block that just got resold, I guess, um, their, their, uh, cat, their area of revenue is research. Anyways, those are the two opportunities on the business side of the, for, for media. I, I think there is opportunity here. I just don't think when we saw the NFT price action, though, I don't think NFT holders really give a shit about this type of thing. And that that's the thing that's like more difficult. If you compare- so Yes and no, though. I got to say yes and no, because there was a lot of conversation pre-Rug Radio announcement going on on who this merge was going to be with. The, lose account, uh, the news had kind of leaked on like what organization it would be. And Coindesk was the one that a lot of people were speculating it was going to be with due to the private buyer that had acquired Coindesk. So I think with that, it was a lot of people were hoping for that. And then on the opposite side of that, they were saying, could be NFT now, two NFT companies merging media-wise. So those were kind of the two extremes where people were like, this is the low bar, this is the high bar. Decrypt, I feel, settled right in the middle. So I don't think it's a disappointment, but it just didn't live up to what the market was speculating on, which is the big part of it. Which is like ridiculous. I, I mean, agree. I, I think it's a huge the, win for Rug Radio. I think it's a it, massive, massive win. Yeah. It's the same thing as when D Gods did their seven million dollar fundraise. Uh, you know, at at and at the time they were just like a small NFT collection, and people were like, "I thought A sixteen Z was going to be in the round, and I thought it was going to be bigger." And it's just like, what? Like, if I was a member of the D Gods team when that happened, I would have really been like, "Are you guys effing serious? Like, what is your problem?" Really appreciate that level of detail in that analysis from Nick was absolutely fantastic. Also, easy. Really appreciate you naming your big four blogs. I actually personally don't read those blogs. My big three, I would say, is BitcoinOnly.com, TeslaFanboys.net, and Solana Sultan's personal blog. Those are my big three. And Solana Sultan one slaps, dude. Absolutely iconic. It's yeah. basically just scripture talking about Solana. And I'm thinking about adding one called LittlePudgyMaxi.net that I'm going to uh, be checking oh, out. Uh, have you seen LittlePudgyPals.io? That's <laughs> my go-to. It's great. Oh. It's just it's fan fiction of just small flightless birds. Yes. Clemente? Uh, I have a quick question. So on the Arbitrum uh, department, that, that partnership that Rug Radio announced, is there, they mentioned that, that was how they're going to build out their tech stack. Do you feel like there's any possibility, Nick or Easy, that they bridge their NFTs to Arbitrum? Uh, maybe, no. but no. I'd say the bigger thing is that any future stuff that they roll out is going to be really interesting. I mean, anything to get it off ETH. If you can get it off ETH, you just got to do it, right, Easy? 100%. Like at this point, <laughs> I'm kidding, it's, but <laughs> it's slow. It's ultrasound money. Who the, who the hell wants to use this shit, dude? Like $36 just to click a button is crazy. I I will say the adoption of Solana NFTs by uh, the ETH, co like a cohort of ETH uh, collectors, is incredibly bullish. And the reality is, it's just a better experience. Like, why? Nick, I got so much to tell you, dude. I got so much to tell you. I, I haven't talked to Nick, ladies and gentlemen, literally at all since like like Wednesday of last week. Or like literally just haven't talked to Nick. I got so much to tell you from our basketball. Okay, anyway, go ahead, Nick. If we're all collectively trading with each other, then why don't we just go to another city? Basically, <laughs> like that's basic. That that's like what uh, should the cheaper subway costs. 
Exactly. So that's what Solana is. So I, and, and it seems like a cohort of people have uh, bought into that. The thing that we haven't really seen though yet is new NFTs minting. Like new mints are not like the alpha at this moment in time. Instead, it's us trading old collections, including uh, Pudgy Penguins, for example. So I'm wondering like when we're going to get to that point when the new collections start showing up. Um, but regardless, it's awesome to see people moving over to Solana just from the standpoint that it's so much easier for us to trade um, and, and we don't have to pay these like ridiculous gas fees. It just doesn't eat into the price. That said, the reduction of those gas fees, it, it, like uh, some people call it a feature, uh, not a bug. Um, I don't know. I, I, I actually, know. Oh, my gosh. I, I prefer the side of things. People are saying, spill the beans, P.O., spill the beans. It's not even like that intense. Here's the, here's the beans that I'm going to spill to Nick later. Everybody loves Solana. Everyone loves Solana. Everybody loves Mad Lads. Everybody loves Pudgy Penguins. Uh, everybody loves like uh, AVAX and, and the gaming stuff, the Ron staking the Ron token and uh, shrapnel. Like it's not, it's not, you know, earth shattering news, but it's just like, oh, and I already said everyone loves Pudgy Penguins. That's the thing. Everyone's like, Pudgy Penguins are going to flip apes. The ETH NFT I'm buying right now is Pudgy Penguins. I'm accumulating Pudgy Penguins, blah, blah, blah. And then Mad Lads, like a quote was like, someone was talking to me about doing, actually, I'm not, all right, I'm not going to mention that, but like basically Mad Lads is, is a very looked at, it's a very looked at collection. Let me tell you, like people are looking at it. Let me tell you. Well, the other um, thing too is a ton of ETH money flow like has flown into Seoul recently after the Jito airdrop because like the size of the Jito airdrop was the lowest somebody got was six grand. The highest I saw multiple people in the six figures, and it wasn't that crazy. Like that was like the effort to do it was not that wild. It saw four dollar high. There was only a, a ten thousand wallets that qualified, and after people saw that, like oh, Solana airdrops are not all just for pores as they usually say they are. This like invigorated a massive interest. Even Bunny said it. He was like in one of his alpha chats, someone shilled a Solana shitcoin. And he's like, that's never happened before. So it's like the feedback has been great. A lot of people that I met too were like, yeah, dude, I'm first time trying Soul. This was sick. Like there's no gas. It's instant. The app's good. The mobile experience is good. How have I not been trying this? And it's like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like that's on you, chief. That's that's on you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just want to take a quick moment to shout out the partner of today's show, Crypto Moments. We're going to be speaking with Seesaw from Crypto Moments in just a few minutes. Crypto Moments being the art collection documenting the 25 most influential and important moments in crypto and NFTs history uh, for very talented artists, including Pixelord, who is a longtime listener of this show in the mix there. So, so definitely shout out to Pixelord, but shout out to all four of the artists. The auction starts tomorrow. The founding team, we got 35 Bodago's minimum held by this founding team. So definitely super duper pumped to have a Bodago's whale uh, run collection, you know, partnering on today's show. Project also contains a burn function, allows you to uh, the holders of the NFTs to upgrade from a wood frame to a silver and gold, have some really cool mechanics for the auction that we're going to be talking about. We're giving away five mints from this Genesis collection. 
You can enter by checking out the pinned tweet at the top of this Twitter space. Clemente is just running the hell out of that giveaway. To learn more about the collection, check out the Twitter handle OX Crypto, Crypto Moments. Very, very easy to find. You see the pinned tweets with the Crypto Moments account and the Crypto Moments account is on stage. We'll be talking to Seesaw and his spirit Azuki in no time. Uh, before we talk to Seesaw, though, we got a crypto pullback here. Nick, it was up only for just weeks, it felt like. We got a little bit of a pullback. What are you seeing on the charts there, buddy boy? Uh, well, Pio, I'm telling you right now, the charts are going down. Uh, before they were going up only, and now they're going down, and I am just shocked. Uh, not really, though. Um, the one of the, one of my I have I did a little bit of FOMO buying, um, like run as this ran up. And well, I well, you FOMO bought the little pudgies, but because of the strength well, those, of those were fine. I, I, I'm yeah. not, I didn't view that actually as a FOMO buy completely. There was a little bit of FOMO, but I was also just like, I want exposure to this. There's right. a couple that I'm pissed off about. Like my creeps trade would have actually like looked good had I not sold those. Remember, I think I like bought the bottom of creeps um for like an ETH and now they're like a like, long time ago. By long time ago, like I don't know, six months ago, something like that. Um, and, uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, this pullback, um, looks pretty good. I mean, dude, like if you look at the Bollinger bands on the, on the weekly (laughs) on these, uh, on, on basically like Solana, like the middle of the range is $36. So like, I don't think it's going to go down that low, but, uh, easy. What's your downside target that, that you want? 45. 45 there we go that would be that would be juicy i think we get it because like this was actually something i talked to a bunch of people about was like in an up only market the market tends to actually still be more volatile to shake out late longs it's just like how crypto moves someone even said it to me too they were like i was with a friend at basil and he's not really into crypto too much and we were like oh dude if something goes down 30 percent, like that's just another tuesday and his face like dropped he's like what do you mean i was like yeah dude if it goes up 200 percent, then you consider selling it but if it goes down 30, it's just like, who cares, dude? Like, it's just another day. Like, at that point, you buy more. And my other buddy I was with, he was like, if it goes down 90, then you should be worried, which was like just very true. Uh, so honestly, I think like we could get back into the 45 range um, just purely because we need a strong retrace. And like, I think the big thing is going to be we chop until the ETF news in January. We get approval and then it's a sell the news event. And that sell the news event is where I want to like, basically deploy the last of my stables that I have right now that I've been kind of just slowly DCAing into as we've been continuing to rise up. So my, my FOMO buy was for $25,000. That's the <laughs> one where, where I'm like, Let's go, Nick! where I'm like, uh, that could uh, Solana end up. or AVAX. Uh, it was a mixture. It was heavily Solana based, but I had, uh, AVAX, I added some Bitcoin, I added some ETH. So like I've just been adding to the overall portfolio. My average buy is still well below. I, I think my Solana price is $25 at this point. Um, Minus 32. Okay. So I'm better than you, uh, clearly. <laughs> um at my my Bitcoin, I think, is like 16. Um no, it's not. Yeah, it is. 16,000. That was the little bit adding to it either. Well, because I bought some others like b- before, like I've had Bitcoin for a long period of time. So, but uh, I think that those buys end up like, ap- like p- 
really holding the 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 average down. But I added like I think 0.2 Bitcoin or something like that during during those buys. Um, buy for ants. So what? <laughs> Oh. I said I called it a buy for ants. Anyway, just kidding. Um, buy for ants. It sounded like you said buy France. Like, uh, <laughs> like so that, that would have been a random comment. Yes, that uh, France catching a stray real quick. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, I'm interested. There's been a number of uh, pullbacks. What you're really looking for is the heavy volatility ones, like Blur, for example, uh, yeah. is is pulling back significantly here. Um, I I'd we almost, talked about this. We talked about Blur. It's not a crowded trade anymore. I actually think Blur is a good move here. Not Blast. I think Blur is. And staking the Blur right now is a good trade. Well, That's appreciate you my- sharing that with everyone. But uh, uh, It's we- not going to move the market. People are scared right now. That's on my list of things. My short I- list I- of I- quality I- shit. Oh, Clemente bought it? I'm out. I- Never mind. I some money into it last week. 49 cents. Well, yeah. you're down. So... Uh, that makes I'm, me want to buy it more. I want to buy Clemente's loss. Anyway, go ahead, Nick. I'm interested in buying here around maybe 40 cents. Um, but but regardless, you don't. It's impossible to uh, determine the the target price. Look, we've been on such a heater. The 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 weeklies on on these uh, charts just look insane. Like the Bitcoin chart looks ridiculous. Um, and so some form of pullback makes sense. You don't know when those are going to happen, but uh, I was looking at, uh, for example, back in January 2021, we did 42k, and then it pulled back to 28k. Was uh, was what you had uh, over a two week period? So you can get a near fi- uh, uh, what 40 percent pullback or something like that. But then right after that, the next run went all the way up to 59,000 or 58,000. So you you now doubled your money again. If this is a, a bullish pullback, which I mean, right now it technically is, uh, then and it's not that big yet. Like I, I think it should. I'd like to see more bleeding, like Easy was mentioning, but like it's hard to uh, call those bottoms, which is why the dollar cost averaging uh, approach here works. And I also like Easy's. DCA until 100. Uh, I literally have just been buying every single day since yeah. December of last year. Like those buys will actually have long-term cap gains at this point. And I deployed way more in December last year and scaled slightly back and moved some into like TIA and AVAX, which are like now where I'm also DCAing. And the AVAX was started at like $10. So like for me, it's like, I even said I'd do daily DCAs to someone and they thought I was crazy. They're like, why not weekly? And I was just like, I mean, if I just do it every day automatically, I never get a bad price. It's like yeah, with I just, strike, I was doing every hour with Bitcoin. That's the way to do so it. Funny. So easy. Are you doing a hundred dollars a day or more? A little more, yeah. Yeah, like a hundred soul, seventy five AVAX, twenty five Tia every day. So it's about two hundred bucks a day. Um, I like that, man. I, I that that probably is the uh, the the best approach. I just ape in like huge chunks. We know, uh, but I just don't think about it. I had to call my bank and like tell them I was doing this because they called me and were like, "Hey, you've spent." thousand dollars on the same three things is this intentional and i was like yeah they're like okay just just making sure just making sure you're not like just slowly getting drained here i was like yeah no this is it wait sorry the the bank knew what three things you were buying i don't understand so in coinbase the dca buys are separate so it's three coinbase charges every single day so you actually set the auto buy and it's a random time so coinbase doesn't do it at the same time every day it's random over a 24-hour period 
Because it's pulling from his bank account, not his Coinbase balance, it sounds no, like. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just thought it would have done it in batch, basically. And would have no, just three had- separate notifications I get periodically throughout the day. And I'm like, nice. Every time I get the post, I'm like, thick. Good. This makes me happy. <laughs> More money. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, between Blur token, uh, staking Ron, Kix got in on Ron like six weeks ago. I also found out my friend that uh, I thought had basically totally abandoned the Axie ecosystem last uh, bull market has held everything and he's, and he's been staking Ron for 18 months. Ron's going to gig ascend, bro. It's going to gig ascend. Like dude, absolutely he, ascend. he's about to have like a crazy bag. He's got like 80 of the Axie NFTs. Yeah. I genuinely think Ron too right now with like all the, like their BD team is cracked, like absolutely cracked. The way that they're working right now with getting pixels online, over a hundred, I think they're at like 600,000 monthly active users. They incentivize people to use the platform. They cover fees, I think, for five swaps and 15 transactions every single day. Uh, multiple games coming on there. Cyber Kong's officially moved their entire treasury to a Ron validator. So what? a lot of people don't really, yeah. And that was, I think, two months ago. Um, and I, yeah, I'm working with Ron. So I do partner with them on some content stuff. I'm, I'm hyped about it because their games are actually enjoyable. Like, you got to remember, dude, Axie Origins was one of the, or actually classic, sorry, was one of the first games that got a lot of people into NFTs. And now they just, they've never stopped shipping. They may, they're a profitable blockchain too. And it's also, there's a level of friction for Ron. Like you can't just go and get Ron. You have to like have its own wallet, its own chain, it's its own process, which I think is, a, it's a feature, not a bug, you know? So some of the conversations, or if you look at Elio and if you look at um, Alex Becker, the the two that what they've been discussing and I've seen other people tweet a, a similar thing is essentially that uh, a gaming token is going to be in the top ten during yeah. this bull run. Yeah. And so my my question is, so what what is our target here? The target like with a Ron something like that. Be like, would you sell? Be, because ultimately, the way that I, I think of my crypto portfolio would be that you got Bitcoin, Solana. And ETH mostly. And then I got like maybe $10,000 or more in, in random other tokens. Although now the bonk is actually pretty, pretty. You have bonk? Oh, wow. Well, just from the airdrop, I think I have $2,000 or more just still sitting wow. there and I just haven't traded out of it. Um, I would just hold that, to be honest. Like, yeah. If Soul runs as a proxy to it, it's the number one meme coin. And they're doing bonk miss, which they just announced. So, like, that team is still shipping. It's not like a meme coin that just vanished. They're doing a bunch of really cool stuff to activate Solana and get people excited. And the team is well-known people in the Solana ecosystem who dropped it literally the day after Sol was $8, like as like a gift. I'm holding. Someone said that they think it can 10x from here. And I'm like, okay, cool. Everything, <laughs> everything's going to 10x basically. So uh, I'm just holding on to it. The, the question I had was like, I don't, in my mind, I'm like, Solana seems like the most obvious fucking trade of all. Just hands yeah. down. Yep. If you want a 10x, I still feel that it's a 10x at, at, at this point in time. Yep. So if that's if that's the case, it, I need something that's going to 15, 20, 30x from here. If mm -hmm. I'm going to be convinced out of the money that I have sitting in Solana, ETH, and Bitcoin. So... What do we think this is going to something like this? Is it going up more than 10? 
the well, staking, I think Ron is right around ten. I think a ten dollar Ron would not like be terribly surprising as they fade out the SPL token sweet or SLP SLP sorry sweet yeah. love which was like their Axie coin. They're phasing that out, and which Ron's was declared legal tender in the Philippines last bull run. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, so this wouldn't shock me if Ron got like the I would say at this point an eight X, which would be great. Um, just because of the hype and speculation, but I look at something like a Cedify, which is really interesting because it's over encompassing everything. You know what I mean? Um, that's like the big thing that I look at because it's a incubator more than anything else. So it hit $4 this past weekend, which is nuts. Like at, this thing's on an absolute monster tear over the month. All time high is $16. So even a 4X from here. I mean, that was last month. when uh, Elio came on, I was like, C to five, yeah. that seems like one uh, that would have been. Uh, but it's a, it's a safer bet than an individual game token. It's basically like a ETF of games is a way to look at that because they incubate tokens and games on the blockchain, which is really interesting to me. You could look at like an IMX, which is doing really well with Beam I mean, and its Polygon I'm partnership. Looking at, I'm looking at Immutable. Seems like uh, yep. I wrote down just being like Immutable. Put it yep. in there, and I literally—I was just looking. One of my pages was open for making a swap into Immutable. I just didn't do it though because I'm like, am I going to be talked? Am I going to convince myself out of ETH, Solana, Bitcoin, and then the Avax bag that I have? Like, am I like because I think Avax also can do the exact same run. So then, why am I why am I over diversifying into don't. like more things? You, you don't, don't have to. You're you're safe as hell with Solana and Avax. You know what I mean. You're you're super duper safe. Uh, look, we're gonna be talking about this for the next year, literally. So, uh, you know, we can we can wrap this up. Four tokens. That's the show every day. Come come listen to the four tokens that I'm holding. I mean, we're, it's kind of what the show is going to be with like whether or not we should buy other tokens too. Look, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to be joined right now by Mr. Seesaw, Spirit Down member, co-founder of Crypto Moments, Bitcoin OG. Seesaw, what's going on, amigo? Hey, not much. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Love to have a guest with a good microphone. That makes me happy. So Seesaw, obviously <laughs> we have you here to talk about uh, you know our partnership with Crypto Moments. But first, when's the first time you bought Bitcoin, amigo? Uh, first time I bought Bitcoin was 2012. It was $10. Wow. And did you back up the Brinks truck? Um, yeah. I mean, I was dirt poor at the time, so I backed up my $1,000 right into that puppy. <laughs> nice. And then you <laughs> you ended up doing a lot of cool stuff with Bitcoin ATMs, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, Me and my partners launched the first Bitcoin ATM um in vancouver and then we ended up launching four more around the world ran that business what, for a couple of years that's a pretty cool i mean i'm a big bitcoin guy that's a pretty cool business and now bitcoin atms you see them kind of everywhere uh someone sent me one from italy the other day you know showed my mom because she thought it was interesting that you know in italy they got bitcoin etms uh, atms but yeah i mean like how did that that whole thing kind of play out um i mean we were just we had started a bitcoin brokerage and uh we had seen on one of the Bitcoin forums that these guys uh, had a company called RoboCoin. We're up in Vancouver and they were looking to meet up with some Bitcoin guys to go out for some drinks. And it was a really small community back then. And so we jumped at the opportunity and we, uh, we told them that we wanted the first. We thought it would be a big deal. And they made us commit to buying five to get the first. So we did. I mean, it's incredibly cool, man. Uh, and you've been in crypto since then. I think you were also pretty early to ETH, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when you're that early into Bitcoin, you're kind of there for most of the, uh, most of the innovation along the way. I, I did fade 
ETH and the public sale, which I regret, but uh, I'm here now, so it's all good. And you have a bu- you're in Spirit Dow, and for those for people that don't know, Spirit Dow very notable uh, group of collectors of largely Azuki, but obviously some other pretty notable NFTs. We have a, a pal Yogi who we actually got a chance to hang out with in Miami. That's a Spirit Dow member, really good guy. This very notable Spirit Dow members, Dingling is a big name that's in Spirit Dow. Uh, so you got a bunch of Azukis. Uh, and your co-founder has a bunch of Bodagos, which I absolutely love to hear. Uh, what do you make of what you're seeing in the NFT market right now? Are you pretty pumped up given that you you know have a ton of exposure? Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I wish I had gone a bit heavier on the pudgies and uh, maybe broken away from just the Ethereum NFTs and gotten into the Solana stuff. I haven't really touched any of that yet, but it's, uh, as you guys have been referring to, it's on an absolute heater. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is good. Everything's bubbling in the right direction. We've seen this a few times in like the four year cycles. I think 2024 is going to be really, really good. And then, uh, you know, probably uh, reset somewhere in mid 2025 and do it all over again. Yeah, you should have listened to your co-founder. He's got 35 Bodagos. Good head on his shoulders there. Um, but yeah, anyway, we're, we're here to talk about you know crypto moments and our partnership with you guys. So this auction starts tomorrow. Um, I think that the way you guys are running the auction is really interesting. Could you kind of give some detail? Because a lot of people listening to the show, they're used to hearing about NFT mints. I don't know if they would be, uh, obviously, this is not the first time someone's done this, but I don't know if they would be really well-versed with the structure of this auction. Obviously, we'll talk about the details of the collection, but I think people will think that the auction's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a bucket auction. So we have a minimum bid at 0.1 and we have 5,000 NFTs. So once we get enough minimum bids that we have 500 ETH in the total pool, uh, it starts raising the clearing price. Um, so we've got an algorithm that calculates like that the minimum amount that it'll take to clear all 5,000 NFTs. And as more comes in, that price starts to ratchet up a little bit. And if you're below that, you don't get an NFT. If you're above that, you'll get as many uh, um, as your bid would be allocated. So if you bid one ETH and the clearing price is 0.2, you'll get five. Um, Anything extra will be refunded to you. And uh, so that way it kind of allows people to go in as big or as little as they want we came up with this strategy kind of in the depths of the bear market where we were like, we don't know what people's appetite for spending will be. So let's just make it like relatively affordable for everyone. And if you want to spend more, you can. And if you don't, uh, you know, there should be a pretty low entry price for everyone. And you guys are doing a leaderboard too, which we've seen, uh, you know, be successful in previous drops really across different platforms. I remember way back in the day, Nifty Gateway did a leaderboard. There's been other leaderboard leaderboards. It kind of wakes up the competitive nature of some whales. We're like, well, well screw it. I want to be number one on that leaderboard. Uh, could you give some detail on, on that function? Um, yeah, well, the, the top 25 guys are, are going to get something a little bit extra. And it's just a way... Like you said, whales like to compete. And I was in uh, in an auction online for the Azuki Golden Skateboard. Not sure if you guys have heard about that, but it was, uh, it was we a have. big deal. Yeah, yeah, okay. So there was, uh, you know, everyone was in the discords and in their different group chats. And, you know, it was just kind of a fun way of like flexing on your friends a bit, I guess. And uh, I mean, there was two guys dingling and this guy, John6969, um, that got into like, 
you know, a heated bidding war and uh, ran it up. And it was pretty hilarious seeing both of their takes um, on the side as they were just throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars at the skateboard. It sounds like NFT stuff. I do remember the yeah. amount of hype. I, at the time, I was confused about the amount of hype for the skateboard, but it was at the time that I didn't realize how passionate some of the Azuki collectors were. And now it makes sense now, now that you know I know what I know. I mean, there's only there's less than a hundred people in Spirit Dow, right? That, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact number. There's I think 70 maybe, and probably 40, maybe 50, like pretty active, like daily. Yeah, there's a I mean few that well, have kind of uh, gone off the wayside. I'm assuming that you're hoping that they'll uh, they'll wake up for for the crypto moments auction. Can you explain in like you know 60 seconds or less, you know, just kind of crypto moments in a nutshell, and you know how this kind of project came about and what the vision is? Yeah, so it's it's an art collection. It, it's probably best compared to the memes by Punk Six Five Two Nine. So there's a hundred limited editions that are all focused on the biggest moments in crypto and NFT history. Um, the way we did it was there's 25 moments and each artist, we have four of them, makes their own version of what that moment meant to them. Uh, so it makes for a pretty cool dynamic. And then with our burning mechanism, there's going to be kind of crazy different market dynamics as, you know, the less desirable ones get burned. Um, they actually become more rare. So there's going to be, it's going to be a pretty cool experiment, I think, to see how it works. And then everyone who gets, burns their way up to the gold frame. Um, you know, gets kind of brought into the crypto moments ecosystem and will have different re rewards and perks uh, down the road. Really cool stuff. The art obviously is fantastic. It, I just looked at that timeline of crypto events and I'm like, well, this guy, you know, Seesaw lived through a lot of those because like a lot of that starts in 2013. Uh, any moments here that you think are particularly interesting, like where people will want to collect that that moment the most? Like I'm looking at Rare Pepe's dropping in 2016. That's a fun one. But there's some other interesting ones too. Mount Gox hacks a pretty significant one. Yeah, I think... This collection, it actually kind of speaks to the crypto OGs as well, not just NFT guys. Um, if you were there for the CryptoPunk Mint, if that's what made you your millions, that might be particularly interesting to you. Uh, for me, it's the Bitcoin white paper uh, is one of the big ones. Um, rare Pepe's is huge. I've got a bunch of the Rare Pepe cards from back in the day, and I didn't even really understand what NFTs were at the time. But we, me and my buddies were just laughing about, you know, people actually paying money for these digital frog cards. And, uh, you know, we ended up being those guys that were paying money for digital frog cards. So um, a lot, a lot of these uh, were pretty close to my heart. And I think a lot of people will resonate with them. Pixelmon's Kevin made the list. Yeah. I mean, when I first entered NFTs, like that was kind of right when Pixelmon revealed and it like, you know, it was the biggest rug uh, in NFT history because they had such a huge mint. Um, part of that is because I think Pixelmon's on this really awesome comeback curve right now. And I think they're going to make all of their holders really, really help, happy. Um, and so it's kind of, you know, both sides of it. I think Kevin has become like an NFT meme in its own right. Not like Pepe can move aside a little bit. 
Definitely a meme. I also see the check your wallets moment. That that's the uh, the Azuki uh, side of you coming out here. Uh, obviously, iconic moment. Zagabond at an Azuki event, uh, saying to the audience, "Check your wallets." And the beans airdrop. At that point, it was uh, called something else. I think it was like probably nothing, or I, I don't remember what the uh, name. Yeah, would be. Some, something airdrop or something. I don't remember to be honest. Yeah. Well, um. It, oh, oh, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Wait. So, what's the number of these? Twenty five of these. There's 25 moments and 100 unique pieces, so they are limited editions, 50 of each. Okay, and what's the mint price? Minimum bid is 0.1, but it'll be uh, a bucket auction, so the mint price is undetermined at this point. Okay, cool. Yeah, very cool mechanic there. And, you know, if people are listening, Seesaw, and they're like, you know, uh, what is kind of the vision of this project over the next, call it like three months, six months, what would you kind of tell them? Over the next three to six months, we will be, you know, hopefully get a collection of artists. We all, we already have some, but we want to pull in more and we want to start running off like one of ones, short limited editions, capturing current moments as they're coming down. Um, I use the example of CZ stepping down. Uh, I think that could be a beautiful art piece um, and we will, you know, sell like limited edition runs, sort of like the memes again, where they kind of continually work to bring out new artworks, and uh, and then you know we've got our we've got a book publishing deal. Um, hopefully that is produced in the next six months, and then we'll be able to give that to all of our gold holders as well, and then get that on the shelves as well. Definitely cool stuff. Uh, and yeah, you had mentioned the book publishing deal. Great to see, you know, some traction in the kind of traditional business world, not just the crypto world. Anything else that people should know? Obviously, it's CryptoMoments.com to check out the Mint site. Uh, we have the account on stage. Again, Seesaw here is a member of SpiritDAO. His co-founder uh, has 35 Bodagos. Absolutely love to see it. Anything else people should know about Crypto Moments? Um. Just that we're, uh, you know, we're a docs team. We're here to build for a long time. We're the goal is to build a, a platform that delivers art and empowers artists uh, for the next, you know, five ten years to come. And uh, we're really excited for this twenty four hour auction that starts tomorrow at nine a.m. PST. 9 a.m. PST. Uh, lo love to see Pixel Lord being one of the artists. He's in the audience, longtime listener of the show. Love to see it. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, check out Crypto Moments, uh, Seesaw, Spirit, Azuki, you know, a Spirit Down member. Early to Bitcoin, I mean, I'm, I get pretty pumped up about that. And I think about the Bitcoin ATM thing, that gets me pretty pumped up. Seesaw, thanks for joining today, man. Thank you for having me. See you guys. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. If it's your first time listening, we do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time each and every week, right here on Twitter Spaces, Apple and Spotify podcast, YouTube for the video feed. Video feed is also posted to X platform. Uh, so make sure that you you know find the show on whatever platform you prefer. We will be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Like I said, we do this every single week. Thank you so much.